Dan's Driving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies circa 1980. Where are we, everyone? I've suddenly forgotten episode 19. My name's Dan. I'm your host, taking us through 1980 Zombie Lake and 1980's Burial Ground. We are going to dive right into the 19th minute. I, I, I should write it down. The 19th minute. I'm going to write it down now. The 19th minute of Zombie Lake. And the previous minute ended with a reporter talking to that guy who I love, who reminds me of the uh, sheriff from Dark Side of Midnight. And uh, he is going to take her to talk to the mayor about the Lake of the Dead, the Lake of the Dam, the Lake of something or other. I forget what it is. It's got a couple of different names. But let's uh, let's let's go. See. He's the mayor. Let's go see the mayor. Let's make it. It's right over there. Thanks. Just ring the doorbell and walk right in. What do you mean barging in this way? Who are you? Oh, my name's Katia Muse. I'm a reporter. I was told to walk in. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Can't talk to you today. Come back tomorrow. Well, I'm sorry, but I can't. I'm in a hurry. Uh, Mr. Chanick, he, I just met him. He told me a couple of things, for instance, that you knew some strange tales about the lake. I want to know. I do, I do continue to love how sort of disconnected both of these films are from the way any sort of reality might work. Now, granted, I'm recording a podcast where I talk minute by minute about Zombie Lake and Barrier Ground, so I might be slightly disconnected from reality myself, but I, I just love the... It, it's it, it like the 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 way Chanek there sent just ring the doorbell and go on in you know and I was told to go in but that's not quite what the dialogue uh, the, the in the French version says the the subtitles that, that's sort of what it says uh, but not quite and I love the mayor coming down these awkward steps with <laughs> and his voice has his voice gotten goofier did they bring in someone else to dub his voice it just seems sounds like he's gotten a bit goofier sounding um. I'm going to give the mayor the benefit of the doubt uh, because during this scene, and I don't know why on earth you would do this, the two of them are talking, the mayor's on the left, uh, the reporter's on the right, and there's a small like mirror, like a spinny circular mirror behind them. And you can you can clearly see it's, it's looking up into... Basically, they're in the foreground. The staircase is directly behind the mayor. Presumably the front door is directly behind the reporter, I would guess. And they're sort of slightly darkened, and behind them it's very lit up. And you can see, like, the... Um, I, I don't know if that's a bounce card or what that is. You can see the some sort of filter or something that, that is, like, up in the nook to the left behind the mayor because of that mirror. That mirror is tilted in such a way that it's looking up into the corner of where, where the staircase is, and you can see some sort of grip equipment now i am working under the theory that the mayor does a lot of photography and that's his setup sort of like um you know like you guys have seen is a fatal exposure with jack rippington jack the ripper's grandson you know he has that little setup 
in his main room in his sort of mansion type thing. I'd like to think that's what that is. You know, you walk in, you're going to talk with the mayor about the lake. He's going to take some pictures. It's going to be awesome. He's already got the setup done. I love how sort of cracked and, and broken part the place seems to be. And he lives in a castle, apparently. There are like winged dogs or demons or something. And <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just, I mean, this looks like it could be that. I mean, it looks like maybe he's actually in a lighthouse or something from the staircase. That zombie lighthouse. I would watch that film. But uh, yeah, I just, I just love this moment because the the mayor's reaction and I, I guess that was the his office he was in earlier in the movie. I, I don't know how Chenek knows that he's not at that office now. I mean, because the castle doesn't look anything like the place that he was in before, although maybe it is and I'm looking at it wrong. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. It's good stuff. Yeah, and this reporter, mm, yes, she's the reporter. She's going to learn what's going on. Now, the rest of the minute, yeah, they get up, and chenek has got his pipe, and they get going, and they, you see them walk for a bit. And I like that there's a shot where uh, when you when you see the castle, you see Chenek and the reporter, like, walking, and he points. There it is. Just, you know, ring the doorbell and go right in. Uh, and, and the camera's, like, 100 feet away from them. I don't know why it's so far away, because they could be closer. And they, I mean, I guess we're supposed to be <laughs> more or less where the, 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 the mayor's place is. I'm wondering if that's like the mayor's house, like the mayor's castle or so, or that's where he actually lives. Like that's the mayoral home or is that the mayor's home? I don't know. I guess maybe we'll never know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this, oh, there's another weird moment. This, I don't, I don't remember this previously watching this on VHS and DVD, but on the Blu-ray, there's just a moment where when, when the mayor comes in a shot and starts to talk to the reporter and you sort of first notice the equipment in the mirror, everything goes black, like a light went out and then it comes back on. I've never noticed that before. I'd love if, if anyone has the VHS or the DVD uh, sitting around, because uh, I, at the moment, I only have the Blu-ray. I'd love to know if that's something that, um, is an actual like glitch and i would love i mean that's to that to me is 100 percent euro cine you know it's like we're getting there all right there he is okay howard's walking up to her he's talking to her where'd the light go oops sorry and someone plugs it back in the light comes out just keep rolling just keep rolling okay no problem i just to me that's that's pure euro cine all the way that's the way <laughs> that's the way euro cine is and i like it there's not much else um, about them in it, really. It's it's those are the joys of it. This strange place that the mayor seems to live in. I love, I love too that the the castle doesn't look huge. It looks kind of tall and thin. And so when the mayor, who's kind of tall and thin, comes down the steps, it looks like he's in that castle. It's like welcome to my tall, thin castle. Just hunker up next to me, and we'll go up these stairs. And I I. I it it looks like the first floor is just one room where he has like his his center. And is that another mirror behind her head? I guess we'll see that. We could talk about that in the next minute. But in as she's standing there talking, is that another? And the lighting's so weird. I mean, it's so bright behind them, so you can see it's like a couple of really hot spots and like her scarf and on her like around her chin and neck and like on his his shirt and like his forehead and nose but like the foreground there's there like no lights at all it looks like there probably are but maybe there's only space right there for the camera i don't know and i get i guess maybe the light that went off i don't know but i just i just love the i just love the thought too that maybe it's like hey the people who live in this place aren't there right now how much time do we have an hour set it up 
Should we move the mirror? Don't touch the mirror. We don't want him to know anyone was here. But you can see that don't worry about it. Someone somewhere down the line will justify it as a photographic studio thing he's got set up in his foyer. I like that. So that is this, and I guess the, the mayor's either going to throw her out or talk to her about the Lake of the Damned or the Doomed of the Zombies or whatever the heck it is. And let us go on to Burial Ground. And when we left, what was happening? There were a whole bunch of things happening. The, um, well, not not all at once, but yeah, I, I, I guess... Uh, yeah, the photographer and his gal were running around taking pictures, and uh, the other couple, the writer and his gal, were making out, and Evelyn and George and Michael were in some sort of wonderful pavilion thing with all these chintzy art thingies, and she was firing a gun, and Michael was getting jealous, and uh, check it out. Don't look so unhappy. Come here. Music has certainly taken a, a, a turn, hasn't it? We had the jazzy stuff, we had that great synth stuff, and now it sounds very much like it's gone library town. Library? Library town. I just want to say music by Cam, but I, I, um, I forget who did the music. I said who did the music earlier. I wonder why they're not sticking with the synths. I stick with the synths, I say. Those are... Those are great. I mean, Dawn of the Dead had Goblin rocking you. Uh, but then it had that wonderful uh, library um, music when they were in the mall, too. But then, you know, Dawn of the Dead had sort of a satirical point, whereas Burial Ground doesn't have a brain cell in its cinematic body, which is why we love it. We love you, Burial Ground. This minute is mostly a zombie rising out of the ground. As a, and it's one of those classic zombie things where the zombie seems to be buried like directly below like like direct i mean like the he, here's the ground here's the zombie he he actually seems to be under like a lot of just like strewn grass you know you, you would think he would have been hit with a lawnmower or something on more than one occasion or maybe hit with a shovel oh i hit a freaking corpse again they just bury him right at the top maybe it rose up i don't know but it does seem, I mean, obviously when you're watching the movie, you're not supposed to be sitting around, you know, thinking this. You're, you're supposed to go, oh my God, it's a zombie with a goofy mask on with maggots all over it and, and funny um, funny gloves, like decaying gloves. And he does, there's a great moment where like the hands come out of the ground and they're kind of on the ground. Like, um, and I thought of, and, and, and sort of like resting just on the ground and you don't really see much else of it, just these hands. And I thought of two things. One, I, I thought of House of Death and um, 
that guy who looks uh, like halfway between Howard Stern and uh, Robert Reed, who gets his hands cut off when he puts his hands up on the grave and they get his hands cut off. Is that a spoiler? No, it's not a spoiler. It's House of Death. And the other thing I thought of is it Tales to Eat Your Heart Out um, uh, at the beginning of Dr. Butcher, M.D., when you see the hands come out of the grave and they start s- slapping the ground. Is that from Tales to... Is that uh, Dr. Butcher, M.D.? The I, I think that is. I'm going to have to have a look. Another Severin. Blu-ray, by the way, shilling for Severin. Uh, yeah, so the, the minute is you you see that couple, the 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 photographer and his gal making out, but most of the minute is this thing rising out of the ground, and then it's all zombie and gross and everything, and zombies are on their way. And presumably, this zombie is very close to them. That's why we're seeing um, uh, the two of them making out in relation to the zombie rising out of the ground. Now, having said that, the minute does begin with Michael uh, scaring guys uh, George away from his mom and kind of mom really give him a good hug, pressing his face right up to her bosoms. And uh, don't be so unhappy. What a little douche. I don't know. Why Why did you bring him? I mean, he's, cl- he's clearly in his 30s or something. You know, you should have just left him at home. He doesn't need a babysitter anymore. Or maybe just leave him with a babysitter. Or maybe have the zombies kill him and eat him. I don't know. I have I have options. I'm loaded with options. I just thought of the in-laws. Uh, isn't that the thing? I'm loaded. Is it that the Peter Falk wears the thing? Yeah. There's again with, with the zombie lake. There's this. The majority of this minute is a zombie very slowly rising. And I like too that they don't. It's not a grave, you know. It's it's not like a, a long scene with a zombie clawing its way out of a grave or pushing its way up through the ground. It's a zombie underneath in the middle of a field underneath a pile of grass rising up i mean i i like the fact too that maybe it was underground maybe uh the sem- the tombs or whatever it is the professor was uh, excavating stretched under here and this thing is like pushing its way up through the ground it could happen <clears throat> couldn't it couldn't it happen it might, maybe and we are on we're on two very different timelines with the movie here zombie lake is you know we've had a couple of deaths but most of it's meandering and, you know, obviously a large portion of it now is I guess we're going to learn some sort of legend or something that'll probably involve Nazi zombies. But this one is going right into it. They're rising up. It's about to happen. Things are about to hit, hit the fan, I think, pretty much. I'm looking at the minute now to see if there's anything else to say about it. No, not really. Uh, I mean, we know that the zombies are rising because we've seen them over the past three or four minutes rising up. So now apparently there is one in close proximity to the one of the couples. Uh, some of the people in the movie. I mean, you figure too, if the professor goes out to this dig or whatever, and he's sometimes gone all day, then that, to me, that sounds like it's a bit of a distance away. So the zombies are slowly moving towards them. But luckily, you know, we've been given no concept of where anything is in relation to each other. I mean, this could be like the, um, uh, you know, when they reveal where everyone is in relation to one another, this could be like uh, that police squad slash naked gun joke where you see the, you know, Lieutenant Drebin shooting it out with somebody and it's cut in such a way that it looks like they're like shooting across a street or some distance, but they're on like other other side of like a park bench, like three feet away from each other. For all I know, yeah, everyone could be sort of on top of one another here and it could be like, you know, when the first couple gets attacked, hey, Steve, you see this? Whoa! And, and then the other couple is, is like 20 feet away. I don't know. I think they're all in very different portions of this huge estate that's my story so that is 
One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 19. It's starting to happen, folks. Well, maybe not in Zombie Lake. Maybe nothing actually starts to happen in Zombie Lake. It ain't Night of Horror, I'll give you that. But uh, we'll see as we go. We'll see as we go. But yeah, it looks like things are building in Burial Ground. It's exciting. You're excited. I'm excited. Listen to this. (laughs) 